What is going hey. on? Hi, everybody. What's Welcome up? What's up? to Wednesday, August 26th, 2020. It's the Media Boat Podcast. It's Wednesday night. The feeling's right. You know the deal. Media the Boat Podcast. It's not right. It's time. Sports is being canceled. Yeah. <laughs> it's not right. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll get see there in a second. But for now, um, thank you for joining us. If you don't know what we are, Media Boat Podcast is a podcast about media, specifically movies, television, video games, and music, not necessarily in that order. Uh, my name is Matt. His name is Mike. I'm Mike. He's Matt. This is episode Palindrome 242. 242. So let's we get are, to uh, uh, 242 episodes. Yeah, I believe it. Been a while. Close to a full set of Pokemon. <laughs> from like 2000. Yeah. Um, from the ones that count. Yeah, so if you tuned in last week, you, we did kind of a reverse show. This week we'll go back in normal order because there's like no news anywhere this week. So Oh, this it was be... so sparse. We're talking about the dead dog days of summer. Yeah, we'll, this will be a sleepy one. So uh, keep your energy up. I just had a Diet Coke, so hopefully I'll be okay. Uh, I, I am rolling with the tide here. Thank you for the good people over at McDonald's. Anyway, thank you for the good people of Alabama, University of Alabama. Yes, twenty-five years where legends are made. Yes, where legends are made. All right, according to the cup, the legends are made there. <laughs> I believe it. Okay, let's do it. Let's talk about film as we always start, and we're going to skip right to the news stories. Yes, uh, but real quickly, there was box office, question yeah. mark, $4 million. Always box office. Yes, $4 million in box office. Yeah. Uh, big news coming up here is that next week, Tenet will officially have some sort of box office. Yeah. But that's next week's show. We'll talk about that and everything regarding that being released next week. Yeah, we'll we'll cover that train wreck when we get to it. Oh god! But first up, <laughs> it's like I can see it coming. It's it's like a dramatic like but the time before the car crash where you can see the car careening towards the wall, and, and then just it's just like in free fall and you can't do anything. Yeah, but there's still like thirty minutes of stuff going on. Like they realize that free fall. That thing's gonna make what maybe two million dollars. Like what do they think it's gonna do? <sighs> It, it'll they? make a modest fifty million in the U.S. Probably one hundred. Once it's all said and done, yeah, we'll worldwide, see. we will see. All right, let's talk about some other things, though. Let's talk about something we are going to be we're going to talk about twice in the show: the DC fandom. So the fandom will both start and end the show. Yeah, the fandom. If you didn't, if you haven't been keeping track of this, I think we brought it up briefly. We brought it up last week, uh, and then like two weeks prior when it was announced. Is DC Comics big like Comic Con virtual home tour uh, thing where they make all of their big announcements? This is movies, TV shows, and video games mostly. Um, but first up in the film department of the DC universe, here we have some bits for you. First up in these bits, the Flash director, Andy Machete, uh, who is also the director behind It, Chapters 1 and 2. Well, It and then It, Chapter 2, but 
We call them chapter one and two. Yeah, you know what, you know what I mean. Yes. Uh, has revealed that Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton will be playing multiverse Batman. Yes, uh, they will both be playing Batman in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, ben Affleck will supposedly give uh, Ezra Miller his super suit, but then use the speed force to travel back in time or to alternate universe to meet Michael Keaton Batman, Michael Keaton who, Batman. which may or may not be the same as Batman Beyond Batman. So we make it a third Batman, possibly, Wait. if the rumors are true. Whose theory with Terry, is that? With Terry McGinnis? I'm not familiar with the theory that the Michael Keaton Batman is Batman Beyond. So <laughs> in Batman the Animated Series mm-hmm. ties into Batman Beyond, and that is the same Batman who grows up to become the uh, mentor oh. to Terry McGinnis, who is Batman Beyond, who okay. is actually a clone of Bruce Wayne. Okay, sure. So the, comic book logic. So it's based on the assumption that the Batman in the animated series is Michael Keaton Batman. Yes. Okay. I it's, guess that that makes sense timeline wise, but still, that's weird to me because I'm like, no, he's. I just in my brain, I have animated Batman as a separate Batman from the film continuities. Yes, it is, but it's also considered Batman mythos. Yeah. Within that whole like big bracket that here I'll put it this way Batman mythos I'll put it this way I think of that as Kevin Conroy Batman yes I believe yes different but different Batman but I believe the same voice actor voiced both of them Kevin Conroy maybe Beyond no because Beyond he was a much younger character no no see in Beyond there was an older Bruce Wayne who mentored Terry McGinnis yes you're right never mind. Anyways, we're getting into the meat. Yes. Batman lore here. Batman lore. All right. Let's continue with the DC fandom bits here. Uh, James Gunn has revealed behind the scenes and the first trailer for the, his new Suicide Squad movie. Suicide Squad 2, you could call it. The Suicide Squad? Or the drop Suicide. the the? <laughs> yeah, you don't need the the. <laughs> Just Suicide Squad. <laughs> um, It'll make a billion dollars. Oh no! Siri thought I was asking about suicide. And so it pulled up the Wikipedia article for suicide. Like a how-to article or prevention? I, I didn't, I just exited it because before Siri starts calling numbers for me. <laughs> Don't be concerned, I'm fine. I'm actually uh, but yeah, fine. this trailer dropped and it looked pretty good. I'm interested. Yeah. A lot of characters. Also in the 70s, prequel maybe? Yeah, but hey, what are you going to do? Watch and enjoy, because James Gunn. <laughs> uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson showed up to reveal the teaser trailer and concept art for Black Adam and revealed several characters for the Justice Society. Yeah, that is a concept art teaser trailer. Yeah. Where there's nothing a shot of this film, but they showed off what the concept art would look like and gave it the basic backstory to Black Adam. Mm-hmm. Possible? Um, oh, real quickly, I don't have it written down here, but they did also announce Shazam 2. Oh, boy. As well, and then gave a title for that, except it was a terrible title, and that's why I'm forgetting what it is. That's why you don't remember. Yep. But I just know that Shazam and Black Adam are basically connected. 
Okay. Um. Uh, next up, Matt Reeves' first trailer for The Batman uh, premiered. And yeah, the internet freaked out because... With, uh, Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson and his um, Hot Topic uh, eyeliner and the whole whole nine yards. Just everybody was way into The Pattinson. Everyone was gushing over it. It was like it was 2006 again. It looks all right. 2008. I mean, yeah, whenever that was. Um my my thing is is I was kind of hoping for maybe a different tone this time, seeing as we've had so many oh dark brooding Batman takes mm-hmm. that I was kind of like, hey, maybe let's pet this one up a little. But this might be a different like maybe leaning into a different kind of version of that, and it might be it might be okay. It goes with the Riddler instead of the Joker, and right. it does lean into more of the mystery and more of the detective side of Batman. So it could be interesting. Yeah, which could be good. And I trust Matt Reeves. I think this might be okay. Yep. Uh, Paul Dano will be playing the Riddler. And based off his voice only in the trailer, <laughs> I am kind of sold on it. It works. It works. It works. Also, just sold on Matt Reeves in general. Well, I know. I know. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need to tell me that. Yes, I don't need to tell I'm telling you the audience there. <laughs> of this show. Um, next up, speaking of directors, uh, James Wan uh, shared insight into his Aquaman 2. So that's another movie coming soon. Yep. Uh, he talked about exploring more of the ocean and said that it's an interesting take because who knows what could be in the depths of the ocean as he put it. Know. Like we as people don't even know what's down yes, there. Yes, uh, James Cameron knows. Yeah. He's seen some ship wreckage and that's pretty much it. Yes, but he will also show us in Avatar 2 beneath the ocean whenever it premieres. Yeah, whenever that's a real movie. And uh, next up, Wonder Woman 84, since it's still not out, uh, dropped a new trailer and a new look at Chitara. Yeah, I believe this is the final look. Also, it has to be, right? This has been sitting on a shelf. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's why they showed more of it. Yeah. Uh, to try and get people to, you know, poke and go see it. Or uh, putting those, that uh, cat's animations to work with Chitara, to which everyone started saying, ooh, will there be a butthole cut? Cats <laughs> is also from Warner Brothers, which is also Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with no. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think James Corden is in this one either. Um, that we know of. That we know of. Uh, next, last, and lastly in this uh, DC fandom bits here. Uh, they described exactly how the Justice League Snyder Cut is going to happen on HBO Max. It's going to be released in four one-hour chunks, uh, which they call episodes, but I'm going to call them chunks, um, in 2021. So this seems weird, except I did some homework and I, that I didn't even realize was homework until just now. Last night, I was looking through HBO Max, and I've seen they already do this for especially long content on HBO Max. I don't know why, but they do. Like, if you go through the the film section, they have separated things that are one thing into part one and two in a lot of cases. Like, Look at this yourself. It's weird. Like, HBO movies and stuff, they'll have already part one and two of them. So this is not new. Apparently, this is just HBO Max's approach to, I guess, 
appear that their content is more digestible. Is that's my best guess at least. Or maybe to not overload certain servers. Yeah, or maybe it's a size limit thing. Yeah, like whatever it is, I think it's interesting because it does definitely make somebody be more likely to click on it and be like, yeah, I'm going to watch part one tonight and watch part two tomorrow instead of the four hour experience that the Snyder Cut is going to be if you watch it all the way, all the way through. Like, or you could watch the two and a half hour that it currently is. <laughs> but apparently in Who's 2016, the- they shot an extra at minimum 90 minutes of yeah. unused footage. Who is going to watch all of this in one sitting? Who who's going to do that to themselves? Hey, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, your hand apparently has other ideas. Um, I that's too long. It's too much movie, especially for Justice League. Yeah. Like, who cares? More backstories. Yeah. All right. Also, they're spending like twenty million plus on it. It's so dumb. Why? Why bother at this the point? The fans demand the Snyder Cut, just like the fans demanded the butthole cut. Well, the fans uh, will go back into the dome for the time being. We'll come back and open the dome again later in the show. But for now, let's uh, jump comic franchises and talk about Spider-Man for a little bit. Why don't we? Yeah, so Spider-Man's over at Sony. Yeah, and uh, Olivia Wilde, of all people. Yes, that was- Olivia Wilde. Mark has uh, closed a deal to direct and develop a secret, secret Marvel film project revolving around a female character in the universe. The film will be penned by Katie Silverman and Amy Pascal will produce. Rachel O'Connor will executive produce. The three are working on a Christmas buddy film at Universal uh, right now that they hope to complete prior to starting this upcoming project. This marks the second film based around a female character in Sony's universe of Marvel characters to land a director after S.J. Clarkson was tapped to direct a Madame Web movie. Sony is also developing Black Cat and Silver Sable movies and is clearly making the effort to diversify their spider universe. So while the title has not been named, everyone is heavily suggesting that it will be a Spider-Woman film. So I'm not uh, super well-versed on the Spider-Man mythos. Super well-Spider-versed, yes. Spider-Woman, the same character as the Spider-Gwen that's in... We'll take two, different, the... two different characters. Okay. Then maybe... Hmm. Okay. Then maybe they should make a movie from her. She's already introduced in the Spider-Verse movie. A Spider-Gwen movie? That would make some sense. But... See, Spider-Gwen is a part of the multiverse, which is a part of the animated verse. At the oh, are you the saying movie. that's exclusive for the... I'm yeah. saying that's probably an exclusive. So Kevin Conroy Batman is... A... No. Uh... <laughs> okay, well, regardless, yeah, I don't know enough about these characters to know who they're working on. But uh, Rumor I saw, and heavy rumor, because nowhere did I see this except speculation of internet fanboys. Um, saying that Tobey Maguire, if they are doing a Spider-Woman, would uh-huh. have to return because he would pass on the mantle to a Spider-Woman, sure. according to the comic books. Okay. Sure. Maybe. I mean, he's old enough for the role. I, I mean, it would be a nice little tie-in nod catch-up. 
Why not? Yeah. All right. But hey, female directors, all female led team. That's cool. They, cool. they, I mean, they seem to be doing, making more of an effort than like. I like that Sony's taking yeah. these chat these uh, chances on new properties. Yeah, that could. And, and giving up. people proper voices. Yeah. All right, movies. Did you watch any movies this week? New 2020 movies. Oof. Uh, this would be a big no, I believe. Yeah, I got nothing. Yeah. Um. Ivan, the one and only Ivan on Disney Plus about the gorilla and Brian Cranston. Did not watch it. No, but that's out. But that's out. Didn't watch it though. Other cool. than that, no. All right. Let's move well, I did on. watch um, Birds of Prey. Well, that's from last year. That's from this year. What? That's February of this year. Oh, my brain hurts. Okay, so you did watch a movie from 2020. Yes. Okay. That was February this year. Harley Quinn, The fa- Fabulous Emancipation of Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. Right. Yes. It's on HBO Max. It was like their movie of the week. I was like, oh, hey, I haven't seen this film. Let me watch it. It has a lot of, I have a lot of issues with it. Yeah. Namely, the voice of God ultimate narration followed by, let's, oh, hold up, rewind it. Let's catch you up. Yeah. Let's move forward. Wait, let's move forward, backwards. Now let's move forward. I need to tell you about this backstory. Catch up. Now let's move forward. Also, Harley Quinn's voice of God constantly, even when she's not in the scene, and even when she is in the scene. It's chaotic. Too much style? I think so. Yeah. It weirdly does work at a certain level, but it is also at times sensory overload. Yeah. With said style. Hard to find a perfect balance between doing all that, especially when you move forwards and backwards constantly, or rather backwards and forwards. Yeah. Um, I think it's definitely worth at least checking out. I had a fun time watching it but you will probably get narrative whiplash. <laughs> Just saying. My favorite kind. Well, I guess it's better than Iron Man 2 whiplash. Ugh. Your not favorite kind. No. All right. Uh, anything else before we move on? Nope. I'm good to move on to television. All right. And Unless you all- watched anything. Uh, no. We are all good to start on television, and we always start television with the sports corner and what a day in sports. Uh, so let's get to nowhere. not today and then everything that happened today. All right. So okay. let's start from the top here. Uh, first up in baseball coronavirus update news, the Mets, the New York Mets have canceled games after two players tested positive for the virus. Uh, that was on Friday or Saturday, I believe. Right, Friday and then they had to cancel Saturday games. Uh, who they would play against the Pittsburgh Pirates, who are, as I have found out, the worst team in baseball. Because no longer the worst team in baseball, the Anaheim Angels have reached 10 games. <laughs> like I said, we're not the worst. We're the second worst. It's key. It's key. Um, but And then today happened. Yeah, but then kind of every sports story kind of got eclipsed by uh, what's happening in the in the day to day. So explain from the top here. We have 
like one thing that's I think unrelated, but then the rest seems to be. Oh no, it's related. Okay. So, um, Matt's favorite player to say. Oh boy. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah, what he said. Won the NBA Defensive Player of the Year award. Okay. That was on over the weekend, I think, or Monday, Tuesday, whatever. Happy oh, day. I forgot. Draft lottery happened this on Thursday as well for the NBA. But like I said, everything got eclipsed by the start of today. Yeah. Because as game five was – okay, well, Lakers had Kobe Day. They had wore black bomber jerseys, and then they scored – 80 points in the first half, but we don't really care about that anymore. Cause then the next day, the Clippers did the exact same thing and scored 150 points. And as of today, Wednesday, we don't even care about that anymore. <laughs> because as of five hours ago, so earlier today on Wednesday, uh, August 26th, I'm kind of want to point the date out. Cause it might yeah. be important <laughs> later. Yeah, watching this tomorrow or listening to this. Yeah. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks were supposed to play the Orlando Magic in game five of the NBA playoffs. Yeah. Well, the Milwaukee Bucks decided to not show up for the game. Yes. I, they showed up, but they didn't come out for practice, and they didn't come out for the start of the game. Thus resulting in a, basically them boycotting the game. So... I want to real briefly say it's not really a boycott if it's the players doing it. It's a protest. Yes. It could also be read, since they are employees of the league, as a strike. Mm -hmm. So boycott's maybe not, or, uh, yeah, boycott's not the term that I think we they should They called it a boycott on the game. It's not a boycott because boycotts are something that a consumer does to a product or a mm -hmm. brand. Uh, well, they are doing something to a brand. Yes, but they are employees of that brand, so it's different. Yes, it is a strike. It yeah, is... it's, a, it's, it's, a stri it's a strike. It's a strike. Uh, it's a protest. It's a, yeah, and protest it, is probably the more appropriate word. Specifically, a protest uh, in support of um, the memory, or well, he's still alive, but... The, the yeah. shooting of... Um, shooting that occurred. Yes, and, uh, Jacob... Jacob Blake. Blake. I was going to yeah. say Black, but yeah, Jacob Blake. Yes. Um, he was shot Not um, in stopped. the back eight times. As of yesterday, it was announced that he was paralyzed from the waist yes. down. Yes. Chest down, waist down, one of those two. Uh, yeah, uh, paralyzed. Uh, paralyzed. Less. Um, and then as of, because this took place in Wisconsin, just yeah. outside of Milwaukee, the Bucks... Um, probably led by Defensive Player of the Year, Giannis Akutukempo, uh, decided to protest the game because, as we knew going into this bubble, one of the big things for the NBA was social justice and getting yeah. the message out about it and Black Lives Matter, and then as was painted on the court. Yeah. And then it seems like it's spread out from there. It seems like other teams kind of followed suit Yes. Then you saw WNBA teams also following suit. Yes, uh, following. I mean, I turned it on as immediately as I saw it happening. Yeah. So I expected, oh, afternoon basketball. Wait, what do you mean? Nothing. Nothing. Uh, immediately following the Bucks and then the Orlando Magic game being postponed to canceled, 
um, Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook of the Houston Rockets and the OKC Oklahoma City Thunder got together, both captains on their team. Chris Paul being important because he is currently the president of the uh, NBA Players Association. They got together and then canceled their game in protest and slash support for Milwaukee. And then the Lakers and the Trailblazers, who were supposed to play tonight's game in like an hour from now, also decided to protest and cancel their game as well. Mm-hmm. And so the NBA had to put out a statement that all games today will be canceled, yeah. but not of their own accord. Right. Yeah. It's the, if the players don't show up to play a game, you can't have a game. Right. But it's, it's amazing how much eyes you can draw by not having a game. Yeah. Because as you mentioned, everyone on Twitter was talking about this thing. And I did see it even had, um, it even kind of had uh, some effects on uh, the play calling as well as some, um, some people in the uh, NBA presentation on TNT ended up actually walking off set as well. Um, so yeah, um, I think it's cool. I think mm-hmm. it's cool to see something like that, this where the players realize they have agency and if they want to make a statement, they totally have the, the ability to make that statement. Yep. Like, and yeah. uh, like you mentioned, that also spreading to the WNBA game. Yes. That they're, they're also, also being... Uh, but in addition to that, uh, the Milwaukee Brewers, yeah. were supposed to play the Reds in baseball today, yeah. also got canceled. Yeah, I could imagine that the 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 uh, baseball players are probably seeing all this happen and be like, "Hey, like we support this cause." Let's. But let's wait, go. there's more because West Coast teams yep. uh, who have yet to play their game are standing in protest as well, as both the Mariners Padres game and the Giants Dodgers game yep. won't be played as more MLB teams join in on this protest. So yeah, I think it's cool in two ways. It's cool because one. It's proving that this can happen, that the, that the players of these sports le- major sports leagues can make a choice like this and be like, no, we all want to protest this thing that we all believe in, and they can do it. And two, it's cool because a lot of eyeballs are going to see this because it's sports. A lot of eyes are on sports right now in, the time, in this time because it's one of the few things that's happening that we can all kind of engage in without having to go anywhere. And so a lot of people are going to be like, hey, why isn't my game being played? And they're going to see why, and they're going to be like, okay. And it gives visibility to this tragedy. It gives more more voice to these voiceless people uh, that are involved in this. The continuing uh, protests happening in uh, Wisconsin. Right, unless we forget the continuing protests even in Portland. Everywhere. Those have not stopped. Yes. So yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's cool. I think it's a. I think it's an interesting moment. It'll be interesting to see how long this lasts. If this is really just for today, uh, it's interesting because there are games scheduled for the remainder of the week. Yeah. I see tomorrow's games being canceled as well. It'll be interesting come Sunday. Yeah. Four days from now. Yeah. If the set of everything got shifted. To start on Sunday again, or it'll also be interesting to see how long it takes for the leagues to try to intervene and try to force players, right? Because the NBA, as it stands right now, 
has a very progressive image. Of all the leagues, they're the ones that are basically like, yeah, you can put statements on your jerseys. Yes, we're going to like let you guys basically say things uh, like of, of the, the belief system that you have. Like more so than the NFL, more so even than on NFL. Monday after the Lakers played, they asked LeBron about it. Yeah, and he was just straight up. Yeah, like this is still what we're here for. So I think the NBA as a league should be careful with how they deal with this because the moment that they say, "Okay, players, we need you to play some games again so that we can meet our schedule," that's when they will appear to be the villain in this story. And they have to be very, very careful with what they do. They need to be a united front. And I think this is where the captains from each team get together, you know, in their bubble (laughs) and talk it over. Yeah, that's the other thing is that they're in a bubble. They can't go very far. So (laughs) they have to confront this. Yeah, it's going to be like they're there because of the sport of basketball. So they are going to have to play eventually. But like, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Will they? Because, like I've mentioned before, I think when this bubble started, you can get them to play the game, but can you get them to play the game? Yeah, we talked about that with baseball, which it's turned out that I'm not really sure if the game is being played anymore. (laughs) I guess it depends on the game-to-game basis, but like, there are some games that I'm just like, what's going on out there? Well, you're only watching the Angels games. I was going to say, we are Dodgers, one of the worst. have outrageous run scoring as well. Yeah. It's, it's a funky season where the Padres are not terrible. So who knows what's happening, right? Like, I don't know. When you got back-to-back seven-inning games, <laughs> yeah. and one game, over the course of the game, you score more runs combined, but still end up losing yep. one of those games. Might as well be a baseball game at that point. <laughs> Did we ever find out what happened to the tacos? Uh, they're still unlimited. Uh, the Wyatt Masoning has uh, subsided, and some of the players held on to the Wyatt or the Mason. And so you'll have some of the players, like the formerly named Comfort Glover is now Wyatt Glover and stuff like that. So you see residual pieces. Uh, but now what can happen, this is, uh, sorry, this is the baseball update. <laughs> because uh, play did resume on Monday, so we're having a season. Um, but like yeah, the, NBA. the new thing this season is um, something called feedback. It's like the aftermath of the interviews thing that won last time. Um, if the weather is feedback during a game, at the end of the game, players will swap teams sometimes. <laughs> like two, play- two players will trade places with each other. Most notably, uh, yesterday or earlier today, I don't remember, a fan favorite uh, Hades Tigers player, Jessica Telephone, um, got traded back to the Pies, the Philly Pies, today after a feedback. And so everybody was freaking out. It was totally random. Nobody wrote this. But it continues the fan theory that, like, Jessica Telephone is, like, protagonist of of baseball because she seems to be, like, everybody's favorite player. (laughs) Everybody's made such a like a backstory to her. She's one of the few characters that has an item. Her bat, which I believe is called the dial tone. <laughs> uh, you can look all of this up. This is all happening. Baseball is an amazing world. Um, so yeah, it's continues to be bizarre, but games are being played. The tacos are not the worst in the league right now, which is okay. 
Uh, the Hawaii Fridays had an interesting game yesterday or Monday uh, where they they won 23 to 8. <laughs> so there you go. Let your place ball update. Congratulations. Uh, but in actual sports, um, yeah, yeah, the big story is currently, as of right now, the NBA or lack thereof. And how long will they protest until they're either forced to play or at least forced to have a game? So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, We'll see what happens. We'll keep an eye on that story for y'all. But for now, let's move on to television news. All right. Quick fun bits? Let's call them fun bits. Sure. Sure. At least as much fun as you think Tiger King was because the story... Oh, remember when Tiger King was yeah. in March? <laughs> yeah, remember? That was how we all began this quarantine, was talking about Tiger King. Uh, well, it's back, but not in reality show form. A Kate McKinnon-led series about Carol Baskin and the Tiger King Joe Exotic, a scripted series, um, has received a multi-platform series order. The limited series, currently titled Joe Exotic, is now set to air on NBC, Peacock, and USA Network, I guess, all at once. Um, In addition, Ethan Frankel from Friday Night Lights and Shameless has boarded the project as writer and executive producer. The show would center on Carol Baskin, uh, played by McKinnon, a big cat enthusiast who learns that fellow exotic animal lover Joe Exotic Shrevogel Shrevogel is breeding and using his cat profit. Yeah, right? Goes in tight. Uh, she sets out to shut down his venture, inciting a quickly escalating rivalry. So it's a fictional, lighthearted take on the real events. It's the based on a true story. Uh, this is one of two television projects set in the Tiger King world. CBS Television Studios and Imagine Television. Uh, so uh, Ron Howard's up in this joint. CBS All Access, probably is developing a series about Exotic uh, with Nicolas Cage attached to play him. I believe that one is based off one of the books written about Joe Exotic, whereas the Kate McKinnon one is based off of the Carol Baskin character. I realize it takes a long time to make these things, but I feel like they're, they really missed when the iron was hot here. Well, no one, you can't really shoot <laughs> I know. something. I know, I realize. During this, no, I take time. I know, but it just seems like, do they really think people still care? Or do you think the actors care enough that they're still going to get paid? Coronavirus paychecks, that is true. All right, let's talk about our second story here. Uh, About a TV service, Apple TV Plus. Yeah, remember Apple TV Plus? It still exists. It's out there. Well, it may be Apple TV Plus Plus Ultra. So it's, and that's because they're adding some features, namely an augmented reality feature. Uh, In the new feature, elements of a TV show, like characters or objects, would be displayed on a viewer's phone or tablet and integrated into the surrounding environment. For example, someone watching a moonwalking scene in the Apple show For All All Mankind might be able to see a lunar rover on their device's display seemingly perched atop their living room coffee table. The option would serve as bonus content akin to the director commentary or trailer that accompany a movie download and would be accessed from Apple's TV app on the iPhone or iPad. 
The AR feature is expected to debut next year, ahead of an Apple headset in 2022 that will be built around augmented and virtual reality. So this is supposed to happen this year, but pandemic happened, yeah. and so everything got shifted out one year. Yeah. Um, are we interested in AR stuff, extra uh, TV services? I think there's potential. I feel like we've tried this before with several yeah. things. I think there's potential for this to be cool, but you have to have a really cool thing because otherwise it sounds really gimmicky. Um, so fun fact, um, because I have some weird knowledge about Apple products, um, the iPad Pro that is currently available um, actually is the first Apple product that has this AR technology already built into its camera. Um, the iPhones will get it next year, as this mentioned, and that headset will also have this interface. But if you want a product, if you want to future-proof yourself and get ready, you could buy an iPad Pro right now and it has this camera in it. That being said, it basically there's nothing out there really that supports it except for what Apple's already doing. Um, so yeah, it makes sense that they would be like, oh, let's put in some ties in our app for stuff that you watch on the Apple TV Plus because otherwise it just sounds like this thing that you're going to like know that your phone or tablet can do and that you're never going to use. I know there was a TV show a while back I want to say it was J.J. Abrams, not Lost, but something of, of that sort, yeah. where they would throw in clues throughout each episode. And if like you went to a website or you went and called something app-related, that it would give you bonus content and materials. But it was like always reading and not necessarily stuff to watch. But also it was also bonus features or like backstories related to the show and to the characters. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's been like, I think there's that. And then there's also like, remember uh, like five or six years ago when everything was about second to screen experiences. Yes. Or like you would like have an app that would be like, Oh, learn more about the thing you're watching. Amazon uh, prime video did a little bit about this where it's x-ray with this x-ray feature. Oh, well, X-Ray got built into Prime where you could pull anything up and say, oh, it's this character's here. And like the entire existence of, remember when the Wii U first launched and they had a TV app that basically did mm -hmm. stuff like this? So yeah, there's been examples throughout, but really this is probably just Apple being like, well, we created this AR camera technology. What are we going to do with it? And that's why I feel like the headsets is probably the best play because it's something that you can wear and not think about while it pops up instead of having to have a phone in your hand physically point at something and then oh you're reading it through your screen i mean we'll see if people are actually interested in using something like that because if the vr kind of come and go proved anything is that vr even though it's cool it's kind of a gimmick and it, it was only really attractive to a niche of people it was not the mainstream thing we thought cough, it was. cough google glass cough cough yeah, and that was a whole other disaster. So, yeah, um, I don't know. We'll see if this any goes anywhere, but it'll be neat if you have an Apple product. Yes, product. but I, anything with an Apple logo sells. So, As their trillion-dollar uh, uh, value, uh, or two-trillion-dollar value now? Uh, uh, you mean the economy? <laughs> yeah, basically. It's just Apple and everybody else. It's just Apple. They're just supporting everyone, apparently. All right, let's move on to cancellations and renewals. Uh, real briefly, I 
did watch Infinity Train, but the finale is apparently tomorrow. Right. They broke it up to yeah, two episodes. I hate if they go another two episodes and then one episode, but Infinity Train is still happening. Uh, yep. The creator of the show, Owen Dennis, tweeted out, please watch the show. Yeah. If you don't, it may go away forever. Yeah, Which I think yeah. is what he said at the end of season one, two. I mean, that's the case because that's how Cartoon Network does it is that basically if there's just not enough eyeballs, eyeballs on it, they just don't have the budget. So right. they'll be like, nah, we'll skip it. Um, so yeah, the more people who watch it, the more likely a second season will, or next, next season, a fourth season uh, will happen. So yeah. Uh, I think they're calling them, them books, book one, book two, book three. Yeah. Um, but yeah, any other uh, television that you watched? Uh, Amy Schumer learns to cook returned. Still the same content, still is hilarious. Yep, still Amy Sh- Schumer. Still Amy Schumer. Yeah. Still like uh, watching a mirror. Uh, I watched something that I think aired earlier this year, maybe late last year, that I just had finally gone around, around to doing. I watched the pilot for Aquafina is Nora from Queens. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was technically last year, but this season. This TV season. Yeah, it, I think it finished its first season this year. Um, yeah. It's fine, but I didn't feel any need to continue watching the show after the pilot. It's an okay pilot. I feel like they're adhering a little too close to the Broad City formula. I would say it was supposed to replace the Broad City. It's very much that vibe. The interstitials are very Broad City. Um, it's similar in like in kind of your rooting for this underdog kind of like underachieving kind of character. Um, but then it has the twist of Aquafina playing, you know, playing who she is, a young Asian woman. And so you can kind of get the, the, the different kind of perspective uh, that that lends to the character. And so you get to meet her family and like, so it's got a little bit of a twist to it, but honestly, it's retread some still too much of the same ground as Broad City already did. And at this point, I was hoping for a better hook. Okay. It just, it's fine. It didn't grab you as quickly? Didn't grab, okay. didn't grab me, but maybe it improves after the pilot. I don't know. I'm, but I'm not probably going to go through it right now, now. Speaking of things that didn't grab me, but it still take a watch at, Lovecraft Country. Yeah. It's been on HBO. I have not watched it. Okay. Uh, by the time next week rolls around, we will have three episodes out. Yeah. I will watch all three episodes because I think yeah. then I'll have a better understanding of what this is. Yeah. And then I'll have my thoughts on it. But right, yeah. but going through one episode or two episodes, like uh, as far as I can tell, it's basically a WTF is going on mystery show. Yeah. And yeah. also horror, which, you know, I'm not a big fan of. Yeah. But I think three episodes into it, I can at least... Like, get a good grasp on it. Yeah, that was kind of my vibe, too. I was just like, this isn't for me, but people seem to be, like, talking about it a lot right now. So we'll have that for us next week. Next week. All right. Well, then, if that's the, with that being the case, let's move on to cancellations and renewals. All right. What am I no longer watching? You're no longer watching Drunk History on Comedy Central, as after six seasons, it has been canceled. So we reported that it got a seventh season. They're no longer in production for a seventh season. Yeah, because production. Um, so yeah, uh, it's it's gone. But hey, there's enough drunk history out there. Uh, I think it had a pretty good run. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, it also got Emmy nominated this past season, so it could go out on a high note. Pepper. 
Uh, Apple TV Plus has renewed Ted Lasso, which I believe premiered last week, its first season, uh, for a second season. So Jason Sudeikis keeps on making stuff. Yep. Uh, Peacock is bringing back Hitmen uh, for a second season. That is also in the midst of its first right now. I watched the trailer for that, and I might check this out, but it also has a very British vibe to it. So it is a British- like intelligence, yeah, or central intelligence, whatever that was. It was just intelligence, but yeah, it was just intelligence. Yeah, that may or may not be like comedy for me. Speaking of comedy or lack thereof, uh, this next one I didn't actually know was still on. Uh, Tosh Point oh. uh, So I think it got delayed and canceled and then brought back. Oh, okay. Because I thought this thing had ended a while ago. Uh, it has finally a really, really been canceled after 12 seasons. That's too many seasons. It's 12. 12. It's, it's a dozen. But not a baker's dozen. Not a baker's dozen. Didn't make it there. Next up, Netflix is canceled. I am not okay with this after one season. I guess they weren't okay with it. Nope. Um, Netflix also canceled The Society after first season. I guess they realized that we live in a society. And then uh, Penny Dreadful City of Angels got canceled after one season on Showtime. No more Penny Dreadful. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Got canceled after two seasons on True TV. And I then, think that also was scheduled for a third, but then got canceled. And then last, uh, lastly, uh, Altered Carbon on Netflix, also canceled after two seasons on there. Again. I think it was canceled after its first season, then brought back, and then now it's canceled again. So, bye. Uh, yeah, that's it for cancellations and renewals, which means I uh, toss this metaphorical volleyball over to you. Uh, and we are going real smoothly into this episode. Yeah. Yes. We start with music, and when we start music with the Billboard, and we always start the Billboard with the Hot 100. All right, what's hot? Uh, WAP. WAP, WAP, WAP. Do WAP. I have to say the full name? WAP. WAP. Wet-ass pussy. Okay, you say it. I WAP by Cardi B featuring Megan Thee Stallion is your number one song this week. No. Once again. Uh, number two, Laugh Now, Cry Later. By Drake featuring Lil Dirk. Yep, Lil Dirk. <laughs> All right. Uh, number three, it's the baby featuring Roddy Rich. You didn't say it was Rockstar, but yes, it's implied. Well, yeah, that's why I said it's Rockstar. Rockstar. At number four, Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. Once again. And at number five, What's Poppin' by Jack Harlow featuring the baby. Tory Lanes and Lil Wayne. Yep. As for your albums chart, you'll be over 200. Guess who's back on top? Bill. Uh, Folklore by Taylor Swift. Once again, your number Four one weeks. album. Four weeks at number one. Count them. Uh, not in a row, though. Yeah. Uh, number two, Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon by Pop Smoke. At number three, Legends Never Die by Juice World. <laughs> I think I had to explain to someone this past week that Juice World was dead. Yes. Uh, uh, no, because VMAs. I think VMAs are happening and they were nominated. It was like, oh, what? Yeah. 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 Uh, which, uh, real quickly, VMAs on Sunday. Yeah, that's going to be weird. <laughs> no audience, but still Moonmen? 
I guess, yeah. I, I have each, I have MTV now, so I guess I can watch it. There's also supposed to be a new performance by Miley Cyrus, who last time she was on the BMAs took a foam finger and yeah, spanked. <laughs> yeah, that's not Robin Thicke. I think about that too much. Let's put that in the memory banks. Lock it away. That was ten years ago, I think. Ten years ago, roughly. I don't know. Anyway. At number four, Rich Slave by Young Dolph. Yeah, that's a name. And at number five, rounding out your top five here, Hamilton, an American musical by the original Broadway cast. Get back at the top five after being pushed out briefly. Yep. Uh, it's like this that. year's Moana, just like it's, <laughs> it's that year's The Greatest yeah. Showman, just like it was that year's whatever was the musical before that. <laughs> Frozen, probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. But yeah, that's your billboard. The, those are your albums chart. If you yeah. didn't like any of those albums, we have new releases. All right. What am I listening to this week? I don't know what you're listening to this week, but here are the new releases. We have Whole New Mess by Angel Olsen. Yep. Energy by Disclosure. That's all caps energy. Yes. Uh, Spell My Name by Tony Braxton. Yes, uh, that Tony Braxton. O-N-I? Yes. B-R-A-X-T-O-N. Did I do it right, Tony? Tony Braxton. Tony Braxton. <laughs> anyway. Uh, we also have Got to Be Tough by Toots and the Maytales. Never not a funny My name. Tales? No, Maytales. Maytales. Uh, we also have Plum by Widow Speak. Yep. I think we have that Dua Lipa Club remix album. Yeah, I think that's week. actually out this year. Or yes. this week. And your big release this week, looking for a number one, but will not get it, <laughs> Smile by Katy Perry. Yeah, this is her comeback on top of a comeback. Uh, since the last comeback failed to come back. Um, so yeah, um, I've heard it described by, uh, early reviews as boring, so we'll see how this ends up for her. That does not bode well. No, it doesn't. Uh, I guess one of us should listen to it for next I'll week? I'll probably listen to this. Um, it's also, speaking of Katy Perry, uh, this week is the 10th anniversary of Teen, uh, Teenage Dream? Yeah, Teenage Dream. Yeah, so still not a teenager. That record. The record she was. a Teenage Dream. It was older than Teenage Rational. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was 10 years ago. Uh, this week, uh, we had, uh, we asked the question, do you ever feel like a plastic bag? Drifting through the wind? Do you? Hoping to start again. Are well, you? Now that's considered littering. Are you a firework? Because baby, you're a firework. Yeah. Anyway. Watching you work. <laughs> All right, well, speaking of things at work and things yeah. that don't work, <laughs> yeah. President Trump and right. TikTok are still at it. Yeah, this is a follow-up story um, because it was really slow in music this week. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, has President Trump exceeded his legal authority in issuing an executive order that would ban TikTok in the U.S.? Says. Uh, the... Chinese-owned video app company said in a lawsuit Monday against said administration. Yeah. 
That's because Trump's ban is, quote, not based on a bona fide national emergency and authorizes the prohibition of activities that have not been found to pose an unusual and extraordinary threat as required under U.S. law. Yeah. That TikTok alleges in the lawsuit. Uh, They also argued that Trump falsely invoked national security concerns as a pretext for furthering the president's broader campaign of anti-China rhetoric in the run-up to the U.S. election, and that his actions against the app company were heavily politicized. Now, I'm no politician here (laughs) yet, (laughs) but this does have a very similar ringing endorsement to the previous election two years ago about a caravan coming through the U.S. around the same time, and it was declared a national emergency. (laughs) I'm not saying either are related. I'm just saying they have very striking similarities. I mean, okay, so here's here's my feeling about this thing is, is TikTok, what they're saying here is what everybody was thinking this whole time. It's like, you know, like even if even if it's like their data using data, of course they are. Every app uses data, and two, like uh, like it's not a big political emergency. Um, so yeah, they're right. I mean, yeah, say what you will like about it being a Chinese app. Like there are some legitimate concerns about. Uh, China's access to our technology. Um, there have been stories over the last few years about them uh, heavily borrowing for U- from U.S. Uh, tech companies through sometimes illicit means. So there is established fact that some Chinese companies have taken advantage had been taking advantage of our data of our technology. That being said, though, the president, even if that was the case here with TikTok, which it doesn't seem like it is, that still the president doesn't have the authority to do this because it's not actually ranking that high on the emergency scale. So they're right in that way. Um, So yeah, I'm kind of like of the opinion that I don't think we should completely write off, write this off. But that being said, as you mentioned, it does follow suit with everything else this president has done where he dredges something up very specific and says he's gonna do something about it because of a very specific political means. We're seeing it with the political, with the uh, political, uh, with the, uh, the election. office right now. It's the same thing. He does this every single thing. Right, but don't you remember that article two gives him unlimited powers that no one has ever seen before? Something like and that. And that we've had 44 presidents who have had article two <laughs> under them. And yet here we go. And yet never seen this before. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I don't know. It's, 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 it's just interesting to si- kind of see like that there's a lawsuit being placed against the thing. I don't actually think there's anything g- going to come out of this. Uh, because yeah. Because what we said last time or two weeks ago when this was talked about. The talks about um, Microsoft purchasing TikTok have also gone away out of nowhere. So I don't know right, what's happening. I that their stock had plummeted because of it. Yeah. So I don't know what's happening with any of that yet, but uh, I guess we'll keep an eye on this story and uh, inform you as it develops. Yep. Uh, moving on to other stories. Uh, we could have been up for an award. 
maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Possibly. But the iHeart Radio Music Award telecast, which yes. had originally been set to air on Fox on March 29th, has finally been officially canceled for this year. Yeah. With the winners instead now slated to be unveiled on radio stations and social media over the four-day Labor Day weekend. The new plan was announced by iHeartMedia on Monday morning, where the company said the winners will be rolled out on what it calls an exclusive weekend long radio and social media special (laughs) taking place September 1st through the 7th, Labor Day weekend. On its 840, that's right, 840, stations as well as the standard social platforms. The would-be March 29th telecast has been set, had been set to be hosted by Usher from the Shrine Auditorium in LA. Nominations were announced back on January 8th, (laughs) which will have left contenders in suspense for nearly eight months by the time the Labor Day roll call occurs. Yeah. So we could have we have been in waiting in suspense <laughs> for our name to be called. Yeah. I this seems like small potatoes, especially considering that the a that the VMAs, as you mentioned, are happening this weekend and arguably are the bigger award show. Well, they've uh, been around longer. But it's the just the pure ridiculousness of the story, which is why I included it, which is that this thing was supposed to happen in March and they just kept pushing it back thinking eventually they'd be able to do their whole, like, have everybody perform thing. And they just figured out that so they're giving up. They gave up. We just can't do it. Yep. So, yeah. So they're going to give the words. Much like the NFL, it. which announced that they were not no longer doing fans in their stadiums. I heard media could also no longer have fans and have their award show. Yeah, but like this is no one's going to care. I mean, no one already cared, but now extra. No one's right. even going to hear who wins. I'll care if I win. Until there's like a recap article. Right. Because nobody's commuting anymore. So when are you going to hear the radio? Uh, And in little bit news, a follow-up from last week regarding Britney Spears. Yeah. Her sister, Jamie Lynn Spears. Is it still Spears? I don't know if she got married. I don't know. But her sister, Jamie Lynn, uh, has become the executor of her estate. Uh Okay. Uh, that will happen, I saw, today, earlier today. Okay. So that is the follow-up on the Britney Spears. Cool. That sounds like Her good sister's news. in charge. Yeah, that sounds like good news. Yep. Uh, yeah, uh, the main reason she wanted is because she wanted to make sure that her kids would have been taken care of. Yeah. And it being her sister, being her nieces and nephews. Yeah. Yep. yep. Aunt Jamie is now in control, or at least has a majority stake in Let's get set. Yeah, I could go for a majority steak right now. Oh, so majority oh. steak and treats. Mmm. So I've been putting on random Hell's Kitchen episodes uh-huh. via Peacock <laughs> TV because like, I don't know what I want to watch. Yeah. So I'll just put on Hell's Kitchen while <laughs> I'll wait for an hour for yeah. something else to come on. It's good. Yeah. Why not? Why not? All right. Speaking of why not and Stuff that happened in the early 2000s that I've watched and listened to and adored. Yeah. The Killers put out a new album. They do. So this thing was supposed to happen um, months ago, 
was one of the many albums that was delayed because of coronavirus. Uh, finally out this week called Imploding the Mirage. Now, now was this always the title? I, I think feel like so. that got changed. I think this was always the title. Because it feels very apt for where we're at right now. Yeah. See, I kept thinking, because it's also the name of a track on the album, and yes. the whole time it was, it was playing, I was thinking, like, do they mean, like, a metaphorical mirage, or do they mean the Las Vegas Hotel, the Mirage? Because they are <laughs> from Las Vegas. Yes, I know that. I kept imagining the mirage imploding. Did it actually implode? Did, did that happen? Well, I, I believe it did and made room for the aria. So maybe that's what they are. Maybe that's actually what they're talking about. Because the Bellagio, about. the Mirage, and the MGM Grand, but the Bellagio and, and the MGM Grand are still there, but the Mirage, I think, is not. <laughs> because, yeah, or I think it, the Mirage did get imploded for the aria. Or is it there and it's just a Mirage? Uh, I don't think so. Anyway, so imploding the mirage. Um, this is a uh, killer's record. They put in, put out several since their heyday in the early two thousands. Um, what do you think about this one? Uh, I think the mirage is still there, actually. <laughs> so it's not. It has not imploded. No, it still says you can go visit the mirage. Okay, then in that and it case, is right next to. Oh, it's on the other side by Treasure Island. In that case, does Brandon Flowers know something we don't? Quite possibly. I've, I mean, I've always thought that of him. Maybe. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. What do you think about the record imploding the garage? The garage? Imploding the garage. <laughs> Mirage. The barrage. <laughs> Tell me how you, you thought, what you thought about this. Uh, I was confused. <laughs> okay. Because it made me think that I was in high school again. Uh-huh. And this was the first Killers record album coming out, Hot Fuzz. Because Hot Fuzz. Hot yes, Fuzz. I said Hot Fuzz. The movie. Not, not the film, Hot Fuzz. <laughs> yeah, different. Yes, yeah, two different things. But it eerily evoked the same type of melody and sound and sound writing. And it was like, is this an because at first I thought it was an 80s kickback to like uh, what, what I, would I text you? Uh, yeah, you, you said you got Depeche Mode. Depeche Mode, yes. Uh, I was listening to Garbage. Which are there? No, no, not Garbage, but Depeche Mode. <laughs> I was like, this, this is 80s vibes. No, wait. Yeah. It's just hot fuss all over again. So that's the thing is that the, they've always kind of been kind of 80s. Like, even even their debut, even their first couple records had that kind of vibe to them with the synths. Um, and then what kind of happened in the mid-period of their career, when I stopped caring, um, was they got, like, more of it into, a, like, an 80s classic rock kind of thing. They got really into Springsteen for a while. And I think what's happening in this record is that they've finally combined those two things. A uh, friend of the show, Christy, actually sent me this. Uh, this text at this morning after she had finally got gotten around to uh, reading it here. It took her so long. Listening to it. She said, started the new killers this morning. This is my shit. I love Bruce and any band who can do dancey spring scene. So that's how she kind of put it. It's like, it's very Bruce Springsteen, but yeah, you do get that, that eighties Depeche mode style kind of uh, synthiness too. And that pop kind of angle to it. 
but the one thing that I was really thinking that about this thing is that it doesn't feel like a record released in the quarantine times. Mm-hmm. You can definitely tell this was all recorded beforehand because it feels like something that they were going to do arena tours with because yep. almost every song is big, bombastic, huge arena filling. Yep. Every song I want to get up and dance and move. Yeah. I want to be around people listening to this thing. Yeah. And so it's in a way, it's kind of the opposite of what we've been seeing in a lot this this quarantine of these quarantine albums like Taylor Swift's Folklore uh, mm-hmm. that are very internal and very like... Right, but record. don't forget, we started this year with Dua Lipa's album, which was in itself yeah. a big dance party album. So yeah, 2020 is going to be interesting because we're going to be able to kind of categorize the records that were like written during and written before because you can definitely see <laughs> a huge difference with where they are at energy wise and content wise. Uh, but yeah, I think a lot of people are calling this thing a return to form and I tend to re- agree. It, like you said, it does actually, it's the first album from them in a while that's made me think, oh yeah, remember when we liked the killers? <laughs> and that's not to say that their stuff has been bad. Like it's just that they kind of gotten to a little bit of a creative zone that they couldn't come out of until recently. And so this is them kind of rewriting, like, no, we're the killers again, the ones you remember, but still, but it's still different enough where it's not just 10 tracks of Mr. Brightside. I'm just glad that they figured out that they were not, um, that they were not, they were human and not dancer. Finally. Uh, Yeah, if you liked uh, their album, Sam's Town, and like, uh, Read My Mind, yeah, it's very much that song. It's pretty much that. And yeah. coming at it, what was that, 14 years later? <laughs> yeah. uh, Brandon Flowers, yes, that Brandon Flowers can still not the, like this. Not football player. Not football player Brandon Flowers. <laughs> very different guy. Yeah, yeah. Was I he think... the reason we started saying that? Not that Brandon Flowers? Yeah, that's the, that's the reason why I started. That's the reason why we say not that not that person. Not that brand. Because every time I'd see him on a football game, they're like, oh, it's Brandon Flowers. Not that Brandon Flowers. Yes. And I think that started everything else. I would go, oh, not that person. <laughs> well, no, it was, um, I think we did that for a while early on with Michael B. Jordan, too. Mm, maybe. <laughs> hey, what do you think Michael, was before Michael B. Jordan. What do you think Michael C. Jordan is doing? Right? <laughs> He's out on the Rams. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> what about Michael D. Jordan? Uh, the D League. I think he's in Europe playing basketball. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, um, so uh, listen to anything else this week, or just the Killers? Uh, just the Killers, because I tried to look for that Dua Lipa album, couldn't yeah. find it. Got pushed. But yeah, this week. Um, just some quick hits. Um, I listened to a bunch of other stuff too. I listened to the new No Joy record, uh, Motherhood. It's good shoegazy kind of pop. It's like really interesting um if you're into that kind of thing you're probably saying what is shoegaze don't worry about it uh, <laughs> i also listened to the new bright eyes uh which is their first in like almost a decade it sounds like bright eyes um people who are big fans of connor overs will be happy um i also listened to the new bully uh they're kind of a 90s influenced uh band that sounds like what if Nirvana, but like crunchier guitars uh, and a speedier uh, rhythmic tempo. 
and um, a uh, and somebody uh, a a woman as the vocalist, and it's really really good. I think it's their best record yet. Ah, uh, what else? What else? I think that's it. I think that's all I listened to this week. Okay. But yeah, it was a good music week. That's good. Um, I realized, I figured out the other name. Uh, choreographer extraordinaire oh, Mandy Moore. It's not that Mandy Moore. That's what we. That's the one where that comes. That's from. the one. Yeah, not that Mandy Moore. All right, uh, let's move on. Why don't we? All right, then let's move right on to our final segment here: video games. Video games. And we start with new releases, yeah. including Windbound for the PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC. Mm-hmm. Wasteland Three for the PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Nexomon colon Extinction for the PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC. I was going to ask what Nexomon were, but then I was like, oh, I don't need to. They're all gone. Yep. Just extinct. <laughs> Boom. Erased. All, all the questions deleted. Had, yeah, all the questions I had about Nexomon was answered by the title of the Nexomon game. So. Uh, we also have Captain Subasa colon Rise of New Champions for the PlayStation, Switch, and PC. Aerie and the Secret of Seasons for the PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC. Mm-hmm. Crusader Kings 3 for the PC. And Iron Harvest for the PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Uh, so slow uh, release week because the thing that's not here that's the big release is actually Madden 21, but we talked about it last week. But yes, Madden is out to everybody this week. Yep. Uh, but as we mentioned last week, if you got the pro version, it was available. So that's why we called it last week and not this I'm week. I'm actually pulling up Origin real quick to see if I have access to Madden this week. Um, but yeah, uh, while I'm doing that, uh, let's hop right into video game news. Well, and we're going to start with news from today's Nintendo Mini Direct. And we're going to start with this because they started with something that I was expecting, not expecting, and then happily surprised to see. And that is Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory, which got another trailer. Yes. More importantly, got a release date of November 13th confirmed coming to the Switch, which November 13th, hip hip hooray. About the time I usually buy a new video game anyways. (laughs) Uh, that still looks kind of cool. As somebody who doesn't care about Kingdom Hearts, I am interested in it as a rhythm game. So, As someone who thoroughly enjoys the music of Kingdom Hearts and rhythm games, yeah. so much so that I downloaded a rhythm game this week, I am very happy for this. I will not... It says it's for the Xbox and PlayStation as well, but I'll be getting it for the Switch so I can just play it constantly hook my Bluetooth up to it so I can just listen to the music constantly because the music is one of the best things about Kingdom Hearts. So much so that they've had three concerts specifically for the music. Uh, So, real quick. um, So I do actually have access to Madden 21 except for one thing. My EA Origin uh, pre-trial ends today. (laughs) So you're going to be playing that when we're done. Uh, so yeah, it looks like I have a, uh, a trial that I can play today. Uh, although I don't know if I'll still count as of 9 p.m. tonight. Okay. I mean, apparently it goes live. 
Oh, that's right. Wait, because Thursday. No, sorry, 9 p.m. tomorrow. So actually, maybe I don't have access to this. It says get the game, but I don't know whether this Right, it'll be 9 p.m. tomorrow is Thursday, 9 o'clock release. Yeah, let's see. Try it for 10 hours. Let's see what happens. Download with Origin. Oh, you might just be access to the demo then. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's something. Okay, it's something. It's going to be 33 gigs. I have to delete Flight Simulator. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So, no. Uh, No, I've been meaning to uninstall Flight Simulator. Okay, so yes. All right. Uh, Meanwhile, other news on the Nintendo Mini Direct, which was filled with rhythm games up front, include Harmonix Fuser, which is coming to Switch, and Puyo Puyo Tetris 2, coming in December 8th. Uh, I'm kind of curious about Harmonic's Fuser. Uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of uh, like here and there footage of Fuser, and it looks rad. It looks mm-hmm. like a like a DJ game mixed with like a mixing like a mixing experience uh, mixed with a video game, and it seems like really neat. Um, so yeah, it's it's on everything. It's going to come to uh, consoles, PC, and Switch. So I will definitely be trying that out come November. Yeah, uh, uh, we'll be looking forward to that come November then. Yeah. And there were other games for the Mini Direct, but they're all third-party games, which will be coming to multi-consoles. And with that, that brings us to our last story of today. And as we mentioned at the start of this podcast episode, we started with DC Fandom. We're going to end with DC Fandom. Oh, as Suicide Squad, colon, Kill the Justice League has yeah. been announced at DC Fandom. You can either play it solo with AI taking up the other squad members or team up with three of your friends for a four-player co-op adventure. If you're playing single player, you can switch between the different Suicide, suicide Squad members at any time you want during the game. You're never locked to a single character. I assume this will be similar to the Final Fantasy VII where you can hot swap to any character at any time. Mm. Uh, The game is due to arrive in 2022 for consoles that have yet to be officially released, the PS5 and Xbox Series X, as well as the PC. But that wasn't the only game. As Warner Brothers announced a new Batman, Batman game officially titled Batman, colon, Gotham Knights. Yes. Uh, where creative director Patrick Redding and senior producer Floor Marty say that Gotham Knights features a whole host of playable characters. Uh, well, we also know those playable characters will have every chance to work together in co-op play which was briefly demonstrated in the gameplay with some slick-looking co-op takedowns between Batgirl and Robin. Uh, The trailer revealed a 2021 release window. Unlike Suicide Squad, this also appears on current-gen systems. Mm -hmm. Uh, Between these two games, I am looking forward to probably Arkham Knights more than Suicide Squad. Gotham Knights. Yeah, Gotham Knights. 
Arkham Knight was a previous game. <laughs> Arkham Knight was the Batman Arkham Knight, which started the PS4 cycle. So this is, yeah, this is really confusing that they announced both of these games at the same time because, so Gotham Knights is, so is... Is it Rocksteady? So, okay, this is, this is the thing. So Rocksteady is making the Suicide Squad game. So the Suicide Squad game will be in the Arkham universe set up in those Batman games that Rocksteady made. Okay. Weirdly enough, Gotham Knights even though you would think that the Batman game would follow the Batman continuity, does not. It's its own thing. Even though the name Gotham Knights implies it's related to Arkham Knight, it is not. So that is its own thing because Rocksteady is not working on that. Rocksteady is very, like, like, very, like, they try to make sure you know which ones they worked on, which ones they don't. Even Arkham Origins, which is technically part of that original franchise, is not a Rocksteady game. And so... At the time, if you did interviews with Rocksteady, they would refer to their games as like, oh, well, if you look at the, the uh, Arkham Trilogy, which is just to them, uh, Arkham Asylum, uh, City, and Night. They don't count mm-hmm. Origins because they didn't make it. You, you see this? The floodgates okay. of confusion opening up. <laughs> so yeah, this is really confusing that we're seeing both of these games. It's also really confusing because both of these games are co-op and both of these games um, have uh, games as service kind of tie-ins with them. Mm-hmm. They both, to continue the trend of 2020, they both want to be your next like service game, like a Destiny. They right, season passes. They want to keep going. There's going to be numbers when you hit people, the whole thing. It's every game is becoming that game. I'm not liking it. My wallet yeah. is not liking it. If this our, is what's going to get me to not play video games anymore. If our, yeah, if our experience with Avengers last week was any indication, this is not the future we want. Wait, can we just like jump to that then? Because I played some more Avengers this past weekend. Why'd you play more of it? Because I got access to it again and I didn't finish it. <laughs> All right, so did you get to the, the, the more open worldy part? Yes, I got to the open war room part. Yeah. And so I started playing through all the war room stuff. And then it got to the point where it wanted me to play as other characters. Uh-huh. But I had my, I had Miss Marvel Kamala Khan already high level. So I was just, oh, I'll just main her. Yeah. And then I completely ignored the other characters. And I think that's going to be an issue if it doesn't force you to play as other characters and level them up that you'll get so used to one character that you will easily forget the other five. <laughs> yeah. Because I didn't, it like it forced me to play one round as Hulk, and I was like, "I'm so weak, eh, poor, stop it." <laughs> Even though yeah. you can play every situation as any of the characters, I just never really wanted to outside of doing things in the situation room. Right, I've heard that from other people who have played it as well, where they're just like, "Why give me the option when you can only really focus?" your loot on one character because then you're going to get so ahead that you're never going to want to play anybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a weird design choice. Yep. Uh, other than that, I guess we're in thoughts now, right? Yeah, we kind of transferred to thoughts. Yeah. Well then, uh, I've been playing a new game, a game that yes. came out last week yes. that uh, we noted on the podcast I would probably end up buying and playing. Uh, that served as a dual birthday present, PGA, golf thing, whatever. 
Give him the thumbs up in the background there. Yeah. Uh, formerly of the golf club, uh, but officially titled PGA 2K21. Yeah. So as I mentioned uh, for longtime listeners of the podcast, back when we started doing these quarantine editions, I had bought a game on sale, the Golf Club 2, for yes. $4. Yes. <laughs> and basically got was reintroduced to playing golf games on the console. So when the new game came around and was announced and was officially sponsored by the PGA with all its uh, ads and official sponsors and things, I was like, okay, I'm going to be interested in this game. And so I bought it, played it, and I'm pretty sure I can say I'm pretty hooked on it because <laughs> I played about four rounds okay. on it, and the controls are very similar. Uh, the It's very easy to hit. It's very easy. You can put it on easy mode and have fun with it. You could also crank up the experience and have fun with it. There's also a good feature of creating courses, creative courses from other people like were like have been in past games. Um, several of the courses that they have pre-made and pre-installed are really good. Some really challenging. Some are really fun. Uh, like the crowd simulations that they have going on through it. And it plays like a really fun golf game. Cool. Uh, I haven't gotten in. I've played one round of the solo career mode, but it's basically just play it, get your sponsorship, unlock more gear. That is the one thing I will say that I do not like about this game uh-huh. is that if you unlock the gear, unlike in previous games, or like in Golf Club 2, and I guess previous games, where if you unlock a gear, you unlock it and then you can change the color of it here it the color is what you're paying for with the style yeah it's kind of sucks granted it's not that much but still it kind of sucks you or, or you buy something but you still can't change the color but uh creative features are hilarious i've created mr laker as my character <laughs> Uh, mainly because I created him on Kobe's birthday and he was on my mind. I was like, hey, Mr. Laker. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a fun game. If you're into that golf scene, I suggest picking up this game. Uh, this would be the game that's going to be heavily updated for the next year, year and a half, possibly two years. It is PGA sponsored, so you can play against actual PGA characters. Yeah. Um, it looks fun. It plays fun. Um, this will probably consume most of, if not all, the rest of my year as a couch co-op game. <laughs> no, that's great. Yep. I'm glad the golf Any game. Any other thoughts to it? Um, no, I've only played the one round. So. All right. We're, we're playing more tonight. <laughs> jump oh, yeah. For sure. It's a lot of fun to there's a lot of levels like like mike said it's really like customizable so if you want it to be easy you can make it easier if you want it to be more of a sim you can really like ratchet that up so i mean like compared to the old the golf club game that we had been playing which it's kind of just like you know really tough no matter how you spin it this one's a lot more playable like and you can kind of 
ease into it more. So I like that element for sure. Yeah, the mode that we're playing on right now is a lot easier than would be like the no no hints all all go nose drag type of play. But it help will help us to ease into it, much like when we played um, everybody's golf, or we kind of mastered the lower levels before we just started playing championship tees, tiny cups, everything because we were so good at it. Yeah. I think that's the same thing here. Where in a ask me again in a month, and we'll be like experts on it by then. <laughs> yeah, or maybe two weeks. I don't know. It depends how much time we play on it. <laughs> exactly. Give me one weekend. <laughs> You'll get your one weekend this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, it's going to be a sports couple weeks here because, yeah, um, I'm downloading that, that thing, and it doesn't say I can't play it. So in 10 minutes, I'm going to find out. Um, All right. But, yeah, uh, so cool. That sounds good. Anything else before we wrap up the show? Um, nope. I think the next game I know I'm buying is Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory. <laughs> uh, like I said, I'm still up in the air on – right now I'm up in the air on actually buying Marvel Avengers. Yeah, maybe don't. Because <laughs> I don't like the season pass element of it. Yeah. And I just don't like that. I I like the concept. I don't like the mechanic they're putting it in. Yeah. But we'll see. I mean, if it goes on sale in like a month, I'll probably pick it up. <laughs> it's got to be like a good sale. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Okay, well, that will do it then for this edition of the Media Boat Podcast. Thank you all for joining us. We will be back next week for another episode. If you want to see us in recorded video form, you can go to our YouTube channel. Just search YouTube for Media Boat Podcast, and you'll find our page. Go there to find our archived versions of our podcasts, as well as streaming videos. I took uh, some time off of the Destiny streams, but I might get back into that soon. Um, you can also see us occasionally streaming other things, like maybe some golf. Who knows? Uh, if I do, I will be streaming on Twitch instead of YouTube because that's currently what's hooked up to the Xbox. I buy it for Xbox. Credentials are, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, then you can also ca- catch us in traditional audio form on podcast services such as Apple Podcasts. Just search Media Boat Podcast to find us there. On social media, we're at Media Boat Cast on Twitter. Facebook, search Media Boat Podcast. You may find us. You can also find us in um, on the website where our writing is, mediabookpodcast.com is where you can find that and more. Uh, so thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week for another episode. But for now, have a good, nice, safe week. And we'll yep. see you later. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll be back next week with more episodes, more thoughts, and more things to talk about. Hopefully, yeah. box office tenant. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Okay, bye. All right, bye. <laughs>